Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Mm, welcome. This is Gemma. It's wonderful in the morning, nice and early. Not too early, actually. But uh, we have ice outside today. <clears throat> it's probably no surprise. It's winter. And Jersey gets ice. But it's like, um, it's ice, so it, it's a whole different, like, shoveling or dog going to the bathroom kind of experience, and I had to go out and clear some more snow and ice for Toulouse so he could go potty, which he hasn't done yet. <clears throat> He's, he doesn't want to be outside, but I just realized today I wanted to, like, bring to your attention the fact that happiness is a choice, and when we recognize that happiness is a choice, then we become more proactive in making the decisions for ourselves that create a flow of abundance and happiness and we're manifesting what we truly want versus the person who is looking for answers outside from a world that can only give back what they are. <coughs> so let me, um, let me say a little more about that. So we, if we decide that our world sets the tone for our emotions and our being, then we quickly, we quickly lose ourselves because we're actually facing the wrong direction. We lose ourselves. So we become very unhappy and <clears throat> miserable, anxious, stressed out, fearful, because we're looking the wrong direction. The direction has to come from within us. We have to make the choice. It's like, this is the true free will. This is the true free choice. It's not to go do good or bad. It's not a doing like that. It's a beingness. So <clears throat> the choice between right and wrong was always the choice to either view through the eyes of love or view through the eyes of fear. That is what it is. But somewhere along the line, that whole free will thing got hijacked. So if you're looking through eyes of fear, the hijack happens. <clears throat> and then suddenly you believe it's a choice between good or bad. And that's all judgment. That all comes under a view of fear. It never came under a view of love, nor will it ever come under a view of love. Because under a view of love, things are perfect as they are. And you're like, well, how can that be? <clears throat> because through eyes of love, we can have a much more clear understanding of the reality around us and what its purpose is. <clears throat> I don't know why my throat is... Oh, I've got water. So this is really exciting and cool for all of us, including me. Because we can be in the most horrible conditions and find something, something to be okay with, something to be happy about. 
We can, like, you know, I was looking out the window. Yesterday, I saw a fox in the backyard. A fox! I never saw a fox at my old house. This was so exciting. And I, I was so excited that I even jeopardized, like, not seeing it again to run up and tell Ursula to look out the window so she could also see the fox. And we caught a glimpse of him in a neighbor's yard at that point. <clears throat> and she had heard from some sort of neighborhood chat thing that there was a fox being sighted all around. Um, and we've been seeing footprints on the, on the lake because the snow is covering the ice on the lake and we've been seeing footprints out there. So um, now we know who's making the footprints. It's very cool. And then when I was looking out the window today, thinking maybe I'd get another lucky shot to see the fox. When I was looking out the window, I uh, wasn't really paying attention. And then I went to go do my podcast and when I turned around, to go to my chair. Toulouse was in my chair. He's never gotten on a dining room chair by himself. And he was up on the chair in my spot. He's loving it. There's a heater facing it. And he's all about the warm air. He's all loving it. Now he has a bed five feet away with his blankets and stuff, but he wanted to be in the chair. So I moved over, took another seat. And see, these are all choices to like be present see what's happening around you be in flow with it uh this is all this is all like so much more yumminess than forcing things to follow up a, a preconceived order or pattern that you are expecting things to go on because we will always be fighting our reality if that's the case oh my goodness i got a glass of water I've got my protein shake, which is pretty much done, and life is good. So this is a big deal, and if you can today catch yourself when you're having a negative thought and see if you can turn it around and have some other thought, even if it's another topic. But I got to tell you, more often than not, if we really just sink into the now moment through our senses and let go of judgment. All that's left is love. All that's left is happiness. If we let go of judgment and sink into our senses, it's amazing. It is amazing. If we, when, when I have gone to new places, cultures and stuff, I always take off all my dietary restrictions to experience what is available in that place and what's offered to me. So I may not eat meat, but if someone offers me a dish with meat in that they made, I will eat it. I will eat anything, dairy, pastries. <laughs> I know. Oh, what a sacrifice. But I've gone to France and I'm not gonna cut anything out. I don't want to limit my experience because everything is new. So what I was getting at, besides just the food, is that when you go to a foreign country, everything is new. And the only judgment you have is to judge it against what you know in America or in your own country. And so what I found is if I drop that comparison, I just let France be France and Yugoslavia be Yugoslavia. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's people it's graffiti, it's children, it's, a, it's different clothes, it's different smells, it's different storefronts, it's different streets. Even the streets are so different, the cobble or the, 
or the um, train tracks in the road. Everything is unique and different. And I just, I mean, the way people sit out on the sidewalks to eat is different. Uh, just so much. And I, I would just take it all in without judgment. And it would make my days seem full of just joy, full of pleasure. Now, if you take another person or say if it were me and I went to Europe and I decided that I was going to, you know, compare it to America, you know, use America as the comparison so that I could, I don't know, like have a measuring stick or be able to, you know, explain it to others later rather than just seeing it for what it is, then I would be judging it because comparison is about judgment. So if I was comparing, say, France to America, then I'd be saying, oh, you know, their coffee isn't as good as ours or their pastries. I've never had a pastry this good in America. Why don't we have these pastries? <laughs> um, the people are not nice in France. Oh, yeah, I would totally, we as comparison people, we would totally be generalizing this. And it would be completely inept rather than taking each moment as its own thing and just allowing it to be. So when I was in France, if I ran into people who were rude or mean or something, I just embraced that as one of the many rides of France. It was just one of many rides. And it might be a ride that I decided I didn't want to ride all the way or, you know, like it, or it was just fascinating because I don't even speak the language. So how can I even understand what they're saying? And it's okay. So I can apologize and back out or I can just put my hands up in a, I have no idea kind of stance. But then there were so many people that I ran into oh, that were just so beautiful and we don't speak each other's language and they still would take me in from the rain and give me a glass of water and uh, just be so hospitable and kind that it was just beyond anything, you know, like it just, who needs small talk really when you've got a heart, when you have a heart, you can go anywhere and do anything because that heart is such a powerful connector. It connects us to all and it doesn't matter if there's language barrier. Like I have kind of like had this thought about just going on a, uh, a silent retreat, or what do they call that? A, a voice detox. I don't know what they call it, but I've thought about not speaking for a couple weeks and seeing how that would go. And I would love it, but I just feel that it's not the time and place to do it. As strange as that is, it's like I, it's the, it's the simplest, easiest way to communicate with other people. And I would have to communicate with them any which way. I don't know. Like I haven't, I haven't been able to put it like, I would love it. <laughs> I would love it, but I don't want to put other, like at this point, put the people around me in a position like my art students and stuff where they would have to understand it or make sense of it. I, um, it's interesting. It's a very interesting concept because I would love nothing better than to not talk for two weeks and just see what comes up. I would love that. So maybe in the summer, maybe if I do a holiday or something, I don't know. Someday I will get the pleasure of doing that. And it'll be like, I'm just curious, like what will come up if I'm not, if I'm not speaking, like stuff's coming up now. 
and I am speaking, what would come up if I stopped speaking? Like, what would I think I had to say or do? It's so interesting to me. It really fascinates me. It's like I'm just so curious about the whole of the human experience. <clears throat> you know, I've, I've thought about this, um, this show that used to be on called Kung Fu a long time ago. And um, the guy just like had a backpack and he just wandered around and helped people and did things. And I thought about like, oh, when I get things up and running um, at the Retreat Healing Center, what if I just had a backpack and I just... I just traveled and I just traveled and found people and, and helped people. And it just, I don't know, like it's, it's such a cool, wonderful idea to me to be that simple, to be that simple and see how the universe, like just to see firsthand how real it is that the universe is co-creating with me. That would be like so cool and the ultimate and I don't know, I'm just, all these little thoughts, right? <clears throat> how to do, how to do life in a, whoa, how to do life in a way that takes us out of all the preconceived doctrine, preconceived programs of I have to do it a certain way, I have to get a career, I have to go to college, I have to get married, I have to have kids, I I have to um, work at this job long enough so I can retire. I've got to save X amount of money. and I, I don't know. Like, Can we just get into a place of trust and faith with all that is that we are the creators. We will always create. It doesn't matter how old we are. And when we're done, we're done. But we will always be secure. We will always be cared for um, unless we refuse it. Refuse it. We have to refuse being supported and cared for for it not to happen for us. And we refuse it by saying, I don't deserve. We refuse it by saying, I'm not worthy. We refuse it by saying, I'm less than. I lack. I'm afraid. These are the ways that we refuse the generosity and abundance of the experience we're in. So I say, no more refusing the yumminess. No more of it. How about we, um, we just embrace and we become grateful receivers? You know, a long time ago... I, I recognized that I was the worst receiver. I was great at giving, but I was the worst at receiving. And so now it's like, forget that. You know, now it's just like, I am a grateful receiver. If someone wants to give me something, I say, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I am a grateful receiver. I find a penny on the ground. Yay, I found a penny. I am a grateful receiver and happy dance, you know? So we have the ability um, to choose how we are going to be in this place. It's not respond per se. It's how are we going to be? And happiness depends on you being happy. Happiness depends on you being happy. Happiness doesn't show up because you're a good person. Happiness doesn't show up because you're in the right place at the right time. Happiness is because you are. It's very simple. So start today with some affirmations. I am happiness. I am love. I am. Watch what you say I am about. Oh, suddenly people on social media. I am so exhausted. I'm so tired. I'm so afraid of blah, blah, blah. I hate this. It's like, that's where you have to catch yourself and just get that back in. Because guess what? You are the creator of your life. And if that is what you want to create, then keep on saying it. Because we have to be what we say. You know, we, well, let's just say you will always be what you say you are. 
So I'm going to say I am oneness, I am love, I am kindness, I am compassion, I am generosity, I am fairy, I am beauty, I am, I am, how about that, I am, love it, love it, love it, love it, so on that note, just be really conscientious today, I love you, bye now, thank you for joining us on that happiness show, if you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaucet.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fawcett, host of That Happiness Show.